Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Rams Reveal, presented by NFL All Day. I'm J.B. Long, and this episode is brought to you in partnership with Sleep Number. We're going to explore some new territory today and learn about how the Rams find competitive advantages with their sleep and recovery process. We'll hear from Sleep Number sleep expert, Dr. Peter Polos. But first, here's Rams VP of Performance and Training, Reggie Scott. All right, so Reggie, way back when, what led you to the field of athletic performance and training? Um, when I first got introduced uh, to athletic trainers, me obviously being an athlete and, um, in high school and I got injured, um, dislocated my patella and it's my first interaction with actually going through the rehabilitation process and meeting an athletic trainer at my high school. Um, and at that time I fell in love with it. And what I really fell in love with it about, about the most JB was just um, the appreciation that I have for him and how he got me back on the field. Um, it was something that I wanted to do for somebody else one day. Um, I think growing up, I was kind of a natural caregiver, wanted to care for people. I know I love people. Um, but that feeling that I got when I got back on the field and I'm like, this, you know, my athletic trainer actually helped me get back on the field and do something I love to do. At a very vulnerable moment when you didn't think you'd ever get back on the field sometimes, and these players feel that way, um, it was something that I wanted to kind of carry on. I think that was the first spark for me that, hey, this is something I might want to do for the rest of my life. And how about the entry point from your academic career to the start of your professional one? Yeah, yeah. Um, I was fortunate to go to the best uh, college in the country, West Virginia University. Very prestigious college. No, but I was a mountaineer, went there. Um, I was to go play baseball. Baseball didn't work out and kind of dove right into sports medicine, athletic training, which I love to do. And between my junior and senior year, um, did an internship with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, uh, just a summer internship, just like we do today with our with our athletic training program here. Uh, and did that for six weeks and, and fell in love with the NFL. That was my first touch with the NFL during training camp, which is high, high peak time. After that, when I graduated, they actually offered me a four-year fellowship down there. Um, so took up the offer, was actually going to go get my master's in physical therapy, but decided to, hey, let's go to the NFL and try this out. And after that year, um, full-time job opened up with the Carolina Panthers, and that's where I got on full-time in the NFL and kind of just making those steps ever since. And obviously, St. Louis got to be the um, head athletic trainer in 2010 and been here and been along with the move ever since, and now here I am. Given your youth and your start with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, now I see why they say that like Sean McVay is the Reggie Scott of NFL coaching. <laughs> right? You kind of laid that foundation for him. No, he's uh, he's on a whole nother stratosphere. <laughs> what he's done. Um, yeah, I, I got in very young, and I was fortunate to get be head athletic trainer at 31 years. I didn't realize on the back end that doing this job that young, I keep looking like man, I got a lot more years to go before I retire. It's a, it's a high stress job, but no, it's it's awesome, and I love what I do, and I'm fortunate. So what you reference there is when you did join the Rams some dozen years ago you were the youngest in your position in modern NFL history. How did that opportunity present itself? Um, so basically that job opened up uh, uh, in terms of with the, with the um, St. Louis Rams at the time. I knew a few of the coaches on the staff. I knew a few staff members on that staff. Didn't think much of it, but I thought it was a pretty good opportunity uh, to try to put my name in a hat. And so through you know connections, which is big in the NFL, uh, I kind of submitted my resume to it and um, got a phone call from Coach Steve Spagnuolo at the time and, and wanted to uh, send to obviously request over for my interview because I was in a contract with the uh, with the Panthers and got an interview and I didn't really think I had a chance with the job because I was, you know Coach Spagnuolo at the time had a lot of connections with the Philadelphia Eagles and other the New York Giants um, that I thought was just a good chance for me to get an interview opportunity um, but lo and behold you're talking about in terms of just you know maximizing every opportunity uh, I went on an interview and and you know, I was waiting one week, two weeks, three weeks, and before you know it, I'm realized that I'm actually in the hunt to get this job. And mm-hmm. he called me a few weeks later and just said, "Hey, you know, you know, we had a couple other angles that we wanted to go with, but you won the job." 
And that was really special for me. It really taught me from that day forth to JB that, you know, contest mobility versus sponsor mobility is really important, you know. Um, and I, I really took that from Coach Back Nolan. He always said, Reggie, you know, we had people that we were thinking about hiring because I knew him, mm-hmm. but you won the job. And I thought that was really cool. And I've, I've, I've uh, taken that since, uh, since then. So you won the interview, but it does sound like relationships like in any walk of life, especially in sports, are very important in that relationship building. Tell me about your work with the PFATS Foundation, the Professional Football Athletic Trainer Society. Yeah, so PFATS is basically a society of all the um, athletic trainers in the NFL. Um, and currently right now I'm the president of PFATS, finishing up my last year. Um, I'm done actually in March, so got to go through the fun COVID years and all that. And, and basically what the society is made up of is all the athletic trainers in the NFL. And we work together to um, you know make a difference for our athletes that we deal with every day. Through research, through uh, community service foundation and things that we can uh, move the needle in terms of our profession. And then internally, how we can continue to educate ourselves, how we can continue to um, uh, move the needle in terms of of all the different protocols and procedures. We work directly with the NFL on a lot of different initiatives, the General Medical Committee, the Head, Neck, and Spine Committee, um, the Sports Science Committee, and all these various committees. And with the Chief Medical Officer, Dr. Alan Seals, we work with them to make sure that, you know, we're carrying out great initiatives and um, giving these guys high quality care on on the club level. How about the uh, National Athletic Trainers Association? Um, and you're an ethnic diversity mentor there. What does that mean to you personally and for the future of this profession? Yeah, uh, it means a lot. Um, you know, I was so fortunate uh to, you know, for people to help me along the way, um, specifically when you're talking about ethnic, um, the minority uh, mentee program, um, it, was, it was so cool for me to have people like Ronnie Barnes and James Collins. These are people before me that, you know, I was able to call up and reach out to them. They give me advice. Um, and to this day, I still lean on them. And it's really cool, too, is that, you know, as I was aspiring to to be a head of the NFL, there is hope to, to, to see people above you that look like you. You know, it's inspiring and it means a lot. And so uh, it's something I want to give back to us. It's a great program um, and it's been cool to be a part of it. So let's dig into your time with the Rams. I wonder off the top, who is the most impressive individual athlete you've worked with from a training standpoint? Oh, well, that's a, that's a loaded question. You're going to get me in trouble with that one. Um, I've been, That was the hope. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, gosh. I mean, it's. You know, we all know what Aaron Donald's capable of. He's probably one of the freakiest guys I've ever been able to watch and work with. Um, You know, just the... the freaky gifts and traits that he has, but along with that, just his work ethics is, is pretty pretty rare. I, I think Andrew Whitworth and what he was able to do for 17 years, that's rare um, from a durability standpoint, um, playing in the trenches and O-line. Uh, those are two people that come to my mind when you're talking about just true natural talent with work ethics and what it can, when you bl- um, blend those two together, what you can get, um, you get Aaron Down and you get Andrew Whitworth. You mm-hmm. know? So those are two special ones. The other one I think of too, a lot of Steve Smith, back at Carolina, um, really a tremendous athlete, really fun to watch on the field, really fun to watch behind the scenes and how he works. Um, just really a gifted, gifted person. So it's, it's, it's kind of cool to be on the front line and get to see some of that. You and Aaron feud over the uh, backyard brawl? You know what? Um, we've been kicking the butt for a lot of years, so it wasn't a lot of – no, no. He, he, we, we do a little bit. It's funny. We, uh, we, we chat a little bit here and there about it. But, uh, you know, it's funny. He, over the years, he, he's, he's adamant about the Pittsburgh crew, and he's, he's big with those guys. But uh, he doesn't you know, follow college football as much, so sometimes I try to get on him. But uh, he's, usually, he's always focused ahead and working, worrying about uh, tomorrow. What about from an injury recovery standpoint? Is there a success story in that realm that stands out to you? 
Oh, there's so many, JB, um, from that standpoint. Um, we have so many good guys, and there's so many different various recovery strategies out there today that we're really seeing um, from a passive modality standpoint, from an active modality standpoint, from um, from just basic uh, what I call hygiene and living, daily living, and the things that you do from a daily standpoint, diet, sleep, things of that nature. I think what's most incredible about what you're asking there is just how advanced and how much we have grown in that profession, in that space, mm-hmm. over the last five to six years. I mean, it's just immensely grown in terms of the uh, influx of research in that space and, you know, the technology in that space. And it's been really cool to watch that evolve over time. And it's been an intricate piece, uh, to, you know, to our profession over the last five to 10 years. It seems a lot like problem solving in a very specific realm whereby you have a, a physically broken individual, but you know what that path forward to recovery can be like. And given where you started in our conversation, your personal anecdote there, I imagine yeah. that's one of the great challenges of what you get to do, even though no one wants to be on the training table. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I take that really seriously. Our staff takes that really seriously. You know, when a guy gets injured, they're at their most vulnerable, you know, moment a lot of times in their lives. Um, you're dealing with people's lives. You're dealing with people's human, you know, they're, they're humans. They're dealing with bodies. We're not dealing with computers. We're not dealing with cars. Um, and, and this is their livelihood. And so you really... Um, you know, trust, relationships, connection, being competent um, are so critical in this profession because when a guy tears his knee up and his seasons might be over, I mean, he's leaning on you to get him back at back to the, you know where he wants to get to the next year, and if not better. Um, and so we we take a lot of pride in that. And um, you're right, it is a it's a very strenuous process and um, very important process that we're responsible for. Reggie, what role does sleep play in helping NFL players and these Los Angeles Rams achieve their highest level of performance? Yeah, well, kind of going back to your question before, when we look at various recovery strategies over the years, you know, there's a lot of been a lot of studies on things you look at, and and sleep um, continues to be one of the one of the most important recovery strategies we have. You know, it's been there since since the beginning, and and you know, it's funny if we come up with all these various different recovery strategies, none nothing's better than sleep. Um, sleep is critical. Um, and so sleep hygiene, educating these guys on sleep, uh, the importance of sleep has uh, been a point of emphasis for us over the past few years and um, it's paid dividends. More of a focus now than maybe when you started based on that Abs- advancement? Absolutely, really has. And just that whole recovery world in, in, in general, it's funny going back to guys being injured. Um, I think over the years we've learned that, you know, you don't have to be sick to get better is what we say all the time, is that, you know, what can we do from a recovery strategy just after practice, after games, to get you turned over so you're not on the training table, right? And so, you know, looking at sleep is, is one of the one of the key components of that and how we, how we look at that and how we educate today. Your teammates, your clients, if you will, are in an interesting demographic. A lot of them are in their young 20s. I think back, if I can remember, to when I was in their shoes, Sleep probably wasn't much of a priority, wasn't top of mind, wasn't something that uh, that I put at the forefront of my health. How do you pitch them on this and get them to buy in? Yeah, uh, that's that's the, that's the magic question with everything you do, and, and it starts with education. It really does. The cool thing about um, you know these these young men in the NFL that are coming up is they they are truly learning. Uh, different various recovery strategies as you as you see over time they're starting to see the importance of it so that's been really cool to see but early on call it five six seven years ago when you're trying to really introduce some of these strategies it's not easy um with technology and phones with tvs with video games you can imagine uh you know you know, teaching somebody, educating them on strategies of sleep and how it can be difficult. But it starts with education. It starts with education. It starts with buy-in. And then what you hope to get is successful outcomes. Once you get successful outcomes, you know you got them. And that's, that's kind of our, our strategies on how we, how we phase this. 
How about when you go on the road, as the Rams do at least 10 times per year, how do you optimize their schedules to give the players the best chance to get a good night's rest to perform on game day? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, we kind of sit down with a team of uh, the performance team and we sit down and go through this every year and kind of task Joey Blake, who's our, you know, obviously our director of um, um, performance nutrition, who's kind of taken by the horns in terms of really developing what we call our sleep program. And one of the key components with scheduling and one of the key components with sleep is rhythm. You know, really understanding circadian rhythm and making sure that we stay on rhythm. So what we try to do is as we cross different time zones and we cross different areas in terms of, um, you know, scheduling Monday night game versus Sunday night versus how can we stay in rhythm as much as possible? How can we keep these guys in a normal rhythm of staying at home? You know, traveling two days ahead versus one day ahead. They get one more extra day in rhythm at their home, in their bed. We're really finding some really cool strategies there. And then outside of that is how can we manipulate that rhythm if we need to in terms of if it's some type of sleep sleep supplements that we need to do to help guys get to sleep if we're out of a different time zone or the opposite if we need to try to get guys up using sunlight, things of that nature. And then lastly, Reggie, I wonder if there's anything that Sleep Number specifically has done to help the Rams achieve their goals. So... Once again, going with technology, technology has really advanced our recovery strategy. I think Sleep Number has done a good job of keeping up with that technology also. Sleep Number has been around for a long time, but they've done such a really good job with developing an app-based system uh, where you can really track your sleep track how you're sleeping, uh, when you're going to sleep and when you're waking up. And so what I think's really been cool with sleep numbers as they offer the beds for the players is, you know, using the IQ app and using their their, uh, their technology, guys can really not only, uh, you know, have better sleep hygiene, but track how they're doing, seeing when they're going to bed, when they're getting up, seeing how quality their sleep was. And now going back to before when I said it's so important to educate them, now we can educate them. Mm-hmm. They can actually do an action plan and we can actually truly see the fruit or the measurement or the outcome of how they've done. So really, it really helps us close the loop on seeing when you're talking about a successful outcome, that last piece on, hey, I implemented something, had an actionable change, I felt better. And oh, wow, I can actually look at the measurements of it. That really gets the buy-in. And so sleep numbers allowed us to make our job a lot easier when it comes to educating because they can see the fruit on the back end. Sure. Bigger, faster, stronger. Now you can also show them better rested and that's prepared exa- for game day. That's exactly right. And specifically, too, I love the circadian rhythm aspect of it. You know, hey, what time are you going to bed every night and getting up every day? And that's so critical for sleep. You know, you can't go to bed at 7, 9, 10, 12. Your body's not going to like that. So I can look at their app and we can look at it together and it's like, wow, 9, 9, 10, 9, 30 versus 9, 10, 11. I mean, that's an easy, easy thing that I can educate them on how to change that and see that manipulation of change through their app. So it's been really cool uh, to work with them and, and had those kind of products for us. As always, Reggie, enjoy getting to chat with you. Thanks for sitting down and telling us a little bit more about your backstory and how Sleep Number has helped the Rams. JB, thank you, man. Enjoy. And let's continue now by bringing in Dr. Peter Polos, our next guest for more on the Rams and sleep performance. Doctor, thank you so much for joining us. What do you think is the overall importance of sleep and recovery for athletes like the Rams? Well, thank you for having me, JB. I think, I think the re- importance of sleep for recovery, and particularly for the professional athlete, is critical. Uh, if you think about the activities of what a professional athlete, especially a football player, goes through through the course of a week, through practice, and then actual game day, the physical toll on their body, one of the many um, attributes of sleep, if I can use that, that word, is that it allows uh, time for the body to recover. And I know that seems obvious, but the recovery is not just, oh, I, I go to, to bed tired and fatigued from practice in a game and wake up refreshed. It's 
biologic, it's physiologic, it's muscle repair, it's protein synthesis, lay down new protein for the next day's activities. It's, it's cognitive and mental activity where whatever was practiced that day is now imprinted and learned so that the next day it's easier. For example, the playbook. When they're working on plays and doing walkthroughs, at that time, that they, when they're sleeping at night, that allows their brain to prioritize what is important to recall the next day. And given everything that we're all bombarded with during the day, to take the less important things and sort of put them in the back files. Uh, that, that memory is imprinted, uh, muscle recovery, uh, time for the brain to rest, and time then just for the physical rest of the body. So if you're consulting with an athlete and they said to you, doctor, why should I prioritize sleep? How would you answer that question? Well, I would ask them, do they prioritize their diet? And I'm sure they'd say yes. I would ask them, do they prioritize their workout? I'm sure yes. Do they prioritize the importance of their practice? Yes. Then I would say, of all those things, what do they do for seven or eight hours a day continuously? And they would say, none of that. And I would say, but you do sleep seven or eight hours a day. So a major chunk of your day is driven by a biologic process that we all have to go through. That should tell you something. And you have to prioritize that six, seven, eight hours sleep that you get uh, so that it's sufficient quantity, which is at least seven hours, and sufficient quantity that is undisturbed, restful sleep where one goes through all the stages of sleep so that the benefits that we already spoke, have spoken about can begin to kick in. I think we can all understand the importance physically of getting sleep, but how about mentally? Can we zoom in there a little bit? How do you gain a mental advantage through quality sleep? So, so that's a very good question because I think that that's underappreciated as, as you're alluding. Uh, it's obviously the physical aspect we can see, but we do know that, uh, uh, that as one goes through the stages of sleep, particularly REM, we get to REM sleep. So let's take a minute and just talk about the stages. There's three stages of sleep, one, two, and then deep sleep, three, and then REM sleep. Um, some of the functions that we've spoken about, protein synthesis, growth hormone release to lay down new protein, muscle recovery, occur in that stage three sleep for the most part. When we go to REM sleep, which is when our body is really physically un unable to move, there's just total muscle relaxation, our brain is extremely active. If you do brain scans, you see the metabolic activity in REM sleep. That's when you are learning the lessons of the day. And as I said, backfiling the things that are less important. And I, I, I think that cognitive uh, recharge that we get when we sleep, particularly when an athlete, is important, again, to imprint, them, to imprint the plays, to imprint what it was they learned on the practice field that day, and we'll learn the rest of the week. Um, I think for non-athletes, we all know when we have poor sleep, um, if you think back to when you were in school, high school, college, when you had poor sleep, you just didn't function well in class. You just didn't function well in tests. We know that people who pull all-nighters typically don't do as well testing as people who get a good night's sleep and could wake up to restudy in the morning rather than pull an all-nighter because you, you don't give that brain that time to process and learn what it needs to learn. Doctor, I wish I could blame all my academic shortcomings only on lack of sleep, but I know it was far more than that. Uh, the NFL season is longer now than it ever has been. You know, take out the preseason, the offseason program, 17 regular season games. Last year on their way to a world championship, the Rams had to play 21 games. 
How can sleep and recovery help them win the long game now in the National Football League? Well, you know, I, I think that's a great point because it's getting more and more imperative. As a, the, We're not only having longer seasons, but more and more teams are starting to travel longer and longer distances now to play. We're having more and more games in Europe. We're playing in Central America. So um, we now have distance and a longer season. So like anything else, the toll just begins to add over time. Uh, you can look at the physical toll on players when they report to training camp. No one is injured. Everyone's ready to go. Come back and check by week 16. Every team has had injuries. Every team is battling through it across the league. Why is that? That's just it's a cumulative toll of the season. Well, the cumulative toll of the season um, makes the sleep even more critical because the, the things we talked about, the recovery, the learning, the, the, the brain recharging, become even more important as you now have a season that's going to go from 21 to 22 or maybe 23 games depending on playoffs and all of that so um it, it i think it just adds up to the importance in a longer season now seasons with travel as well yeah, let's continue on that front then, because the Rams do play in every different time zone and even internationally in some seasons. How can you ensure that their rhythms are such that they're getting proper rest to perform at their highest? See, see that's very tough. Um, you know, to the to the non-NFL player, we can we have the luxury of traveling across multiple time zones, getting to our destination, and for the most part, taking a couple days to adjust. If we have a meeting, perhaps maybe we go a day or two early and adjust. The, the NFL teams don't have that luxury. Usually they're flying in and arriving 48 hours before game time, playing a game and leaving immediately the next day. And in some instances, and this has happened, uh, they may not have a bye the following week. They may have to get back and play the following Sunday. So they don't have the luxury that we have to actually um, adjust. Uh, so what do they have to do? I think, I think the, it, it's hard to say that in a brief bite here but what's critical is the distance that they're traveling the rams you know the, everything that they travel unless they're playing up and down the west coast they come to the east coast it's four time zones that's a, that's an adjustment they go from uh california to uh to london now you seven time zones uh they uh they go to germany it's eight or nine time zones so that's a factor so what you have to try and do is realize where you're going and there are cues every team is looking at this and i've helped a few with this to adjust the sleep schedule in advance so that when they get there there it's not as much of an adjustment so instead of a four hour change maybe a week or so in advance you incrementally change your sleep so that it's only a two hour adjustment when you get there worry about whether you're exposed to light or dark what you eat on a plane high protein not carbohydrate because that can be disruptive to sleep um, sleeping on the plane is usually a good thing, again, depending on the direction of travel. So it's not an easy answer, but it's something that I think the league and the teams are starting to realize it's not so simple as in the old days, get on the plane, fly, play, and come back, because there's consequences to not doing that the right way. I like that, uh, how it's changed over time, because even with some complications, it does feel like we're so far ahead of where we used to be. And over the course of your career, I'm curious to know, where have you seen sleep science grow in areas where, uh, whether it's doctors, uh, medical professionals on staff, or the players themselves can really enhance their performance based on what we've learned? So I, that's a great question. So let me answer it on the micro level first. Compliments to teams like the Rams, to the league, to understanding, wow, sleep is important. 
Uh, but then taking that sort of up to a, a broader audience, I think the very fact that we're having conversations like this, I think the very fact that you can put on a television program and on a commercial see someone talk about their sleep disruption, their sleep issues, um, uh, health, self-help groups that are available online, I think the general discussion is getting out there about sleep. And I think things like um, technology have helped. Um, you know, we have wearable devices that many people rely on. We have uh, non-wearable devices that are very accurate, like the, um, uh, the, the beds that uh, Sleep Number has that um, actually acquire that information where you don't have to wear anything. The point is the public wants data. The league wants data. If there's any business data-driven, certainly it's the NFL. But the general consumer is interested uh, in that as well. So when you look at something like a sleep number smart bed where you go to sleep and you wake up and it gives you information about your sleep quality or you have a wearable that you have to wear, you're still looking at the data and informing your sleep and then taking that data if you need to to your physician or to your trainer and say, okay, what's going on with my sleep? How can I make it better? Doctor, what are some of the specific benefits of using the Sleep IQ technology? Well, I, I think the, the benefits are that uh, we think we know how well we sleep, how long we sleep, what our quality of sleep is by how we wake up in the morning. And that's only part of the story. So you, if you have a good night's sleep, you wake up generally feeling well. But if you don't have a great night's sleep, what is it that caused that? Is it frequent awakenings? Is it tossing and turning? Maybe you're not actually waking up and getting out of bed, but your sleep quality is, is fragmented by something, by snoring, by position, by temperature, by your bed partner. I mean, we see that frequently. Um, one may want the bed warm, one may the room warm, one cool. What's the proper setting? How do individuals or couples resolve that? And sometimes when I see patients who kind of who talk about their sleep, I tap into the technology they have, whether it's a, a, a sleep IQ bed or whether it's a wearable. Let me see your data. Let's look at what's going on with your sleep and see what we can do in your environment or your sleep routine and habits to improve your sleep quality. So it, it now gives objective data, objective information to the patient and to their uh, physician. My wife always points the finger at me. I'm afraid that Sleep IQ technology might validate a lot of her uh, concerns and accusations there, doctor. One wants a warm, one wants a cold, right? No, that's okay. She just wants me on the couch. <laughs> <laughs> There is a lot of that, yes, absolutely. Uh, we just had a great conversation with Reggie Scott, who's been so good to us, so good to the Rams. In what ways do you work with Reggie to educate the Rams team on their sleep and recovery? So, you know, the, the Rams are among a handful of teams that are really taking the lead on understanding the importance of sleep. And I have to compliment Reggie and the, and the organization on that because they have acknowledged that, hey, we cover every base to, to make these guys put them in a position to perform maximally and another base we have to focus on is their sleep. So we work with them to uh, provide lectures. Uh, in fact, I, I, I lectured at a training camp this, uh, this summer to uh, talk specifically about sleep and the benefits of sleep. Um, where We work with Reggie when needed to uh, analyze any data that they have uh, to uh, track some of the data and performance and that's an interesting aspect as well we have a uh, uh, we have some data uh, that were available uh, that's available to us that actually will look at a patient's sleep score uh, using the um, the smart beds 
and looking at their performance metrics and see if they correlate. And sometimes when performance is off, we might see that their sleep had been off the week or two preceding that. So you take that information, you go back to the team, back to the trainers, back to Reggie and say, hey, here's what we're seeing here. Or conversely, they come to us and say, we, we would like you to look at some data on a particular athlete. Uh, we're seeing some things perhaps on performance, concentration, is this something we can work on? So it's a very collaborative experience between the two of us to again, put these guys in a position where they have that competitive advantage over the, the guy that they're looking at across the line. Doctor, last one for me. I think there's a lot of instances in our history where sports have led the way and that the broader society has adopted some of the best practices from things we've learned from the athletic space. Do you believe that this is one of those instances where professional athletes kind of set the model and that in their sleep uh, adoption, there's lessons to be learned for, for us, the layperson, uh, to achieve our peak performance as well through Sleep IQ technology? Another great question. I think so. I mean, so many of the lay population look up to athletes, whether you're young or even a, a, an adult like us, either look up to them in the level of, wow, look what they can do. Maybe as a younger person, you aspire to do that. And you look for examples and we look at their performance. We look at their off field involvement in community services. And we think how great that is and how that inspires a community, both adults and, and kids. Well, we so too can look at them and say, look, this, this individual who cares about his body because his body is his career in the end, who sleeps, who eats well, who exercises regularly, who uh, doesn't indulge in anything that's gonna hurt his body and worries about his sleep. If he can do that to perform at that level, maybe I should think about doing that. So I very much think they could take advantage of their position in society where they, they are looked up to by many, or at least looked on by others like, wow, that's an amazing skill. If, if that God-given skill that they have requires that they have good sleep, we should certainly look at ourselves and say, if they need good sleep, maybe it's something I need to think about as well. Doctor, thank you so much for your insight and perspective. I know there's probably no off-season in your profession, but wishing you a restful one nonetheless. Thank you very much, J.B. It's a, it's a pleasure having you. I wish you a good, happy new year. All right, for Dr. Peter Polos and for Reggie Scott, I'm J.B. Long. Thank you for joining us for this special edition of Rams Reveal.